Dan Mack is back, and this year she has sought out the best customer-centric thought leaders from around the world. Are you after practical, accessible, and customer-centric marketing? You're in the right place. Sit back and enjoy Dan's small business podcast. For more information, go to www.daniellemckinnis.com or visit www.mckinnismarketing.com.au. Hi, everyone. I had the great honor of um, interviewing Arne from the Designers Thinkers group. Um, and Arne gives us some great um, advice about how to bring back creativity into the workplace and also his take on what's changing in the environment and how service design is leading some of this um, change through business groups. I hope you enjoy it. I've sort of always been interested in that customer sort of centric form of marketing, which is to sort of ask customers what they want. Novel, I know, but um, <laughs> that's sort of where I've, I've always sort of come from and I guess that's just my nature. And as I've sort of moved through corporate, it's been more about what the company's objectives were and less and, and more and more removed from the customer, I guess, and it was a little bit frustrating. So after sort of doing that for 10 or 15 years, I went back to start my own company and as I'm going through servicing small businesses, the, the customer came back into the limelight for me, which was fantastic. And now I'm consulting to sort of medium-sized customers again and it sort of ebbs and flows and I guess I, I've just been sort of drawn to... Um, you know, what are the ways that we can understand what our customers want? And and as I've been going through that, I've, I've noticed that there's this whole new area that I never discovered called service design, which to me, from what I can research, has basically been born out of, you know, designing products, I guess, firstly, and then actually services. And so while it looks like a lot of that has come from more of a um, – consulting or HR framework, um, and maybe, maybe I'm wrong, but it sort of seems to be born out of that. I've been really interested from a marketing perspective to, to bring mm. marketing back um, to align with what the customer needs and wants, I guess. And so as I've been doing that, I've been just reading anything I could get my hands on and um, any and everything that's got anything to do with humanising design, the buyer's journey, the customer journey, personas, all of this stuff I've been really absorbing. And then when I came across this is service design thinking the book, I thought, oh, this is fantastic because it seemed to make the link that I was making. And so, yeah, and then I came across your name and the group that you had had um, formed and I thought, well, you know, you're one of the people that I wanted to talk to about Firstly, how you know you describe service design, and and I guess for me it's the link between businesses using that, and and what areas of business use that. So my perspective is more marketing, but some other perspectives might be you know um, you know that that customer arm or customer service, um, and and I'm seeing it evolve into new roles and new things within businesses, and I guess that's. Yeah, that's sort of where I'm coming from, I guess. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Does that make sense? No, it makes absolutely absolutely it makes sense. It's um, I, I I I mean I have a background in uh, in marketing as well. Mm-hmm. Um. So I think that, and actually, um, when we started to talk about uh, service design. Uh, I actually I think uh, there has been a time that I actually talked about. N- it as being new marketing mm-hmm. uh, uh, in the idea of you know, that if you create and, 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 and deliver a great service, uh, I mean, that's the best marketing uh, you know, tool you can, you can actually have mm-hmm. and, and, and um, et cetera. So I think, so yes, uh, um, um, but these worlds have been separated somewhat um, because of the marketing professionals and the marketing, the, the whole marketing world kind of comes from more than more than more of the, the business world, and, and and service design kind of came from um, more the academic and and creative 
world or design world, if you will. Mm. Um, and but they merge uh, all the time, and they merge in the. I, I think the, the 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 best place where they merge, at least in my mind, is uh, uh, with uh, what we call service dominant logic. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think if you so, have you come across the the term service mm-hmm. dominant logic before? No. So so. So that will be good because I think you'd love that because this is where um, these worlds, at least in my mind, merged and 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 became very clear that that everything is connected. So service dominant logic is um, uh, sort of the the next logic after product dom- dominant logic, which we kind of live now. So now we're in the era of product dom- dominant logic. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're moving into the area of um, era of uh, server dominant logic. So there are, um, if you go, uh, t- well, if you Google server dominant logic, you'll, you'll come across a, a, a lot of information and documents and stuff. Mm-hmm. But um, the most uh, the most important source will be sdlogic.net. Mm-hmm. Um, check if I said that. Is correct. I mean, it's SD mm-hmm. logic. Yeah. So, so this is where uh, you find uh, Stephen Vargo and Robert Lush, and these are two American professors, and they they have a background in marketing. So they they come from the marketing world. Mm-hmm. So um, and um, uh, and they are actually the um, the source, and they uh, and and they 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 kind of invented this service dominant logic. Um, kind of uh, theory mm-hmm. where it simply uh, says um, when you so it's so in service design especially in the beginning in the beginning when service design kind of emerged as a as a as a as a as a, as a word as something that we use as a sort of like an, um, another kind of um, uh, um, theory we I don't know. The, the, there was always this this idea of you have services and a serve uh, and, and and our economy is is is, is getting um, um, uh, more driven by services. So they're, they're you know sort of producing and delivering services becomes more important for our for our economies. But uh, the the only problem was that I always so the the, the difference between service so the the intangible and the the, the product, the, the tangible, mm-hmm. uh, was always very much um, um, uh, sort of reinforced. When actually, I always thought of, you know, why? What's the difference exactly between a service and a product? Why would it be? I, 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 things are enabler, so you know, it, it doesn't really matter whether it's a, whether it's a tangible or an intangible. Mm-hmm. This, is, in a way, is why you could argue that product design can be applied to services. So the kind of design approach that we do, we are used to when we uh, design products, so being iterative and building prototypes and trying stuff out before, you know, before we actually finish it. So as a designer, mm-hmm. uh, you know, thinking as and working as a designer, why can't you apply that to a service? But, um, but in service design, that thought was not really there. But service dominant logic is is that logic. It's this. It's a logic where service is dominant and things are uh, enabler. So um, um, it's about creating the creation of value. So value creation uh, and whether it's a so a product is more of a vehicle basically to 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 create this value. Mm-hmm. So there is no difference between a service. Everything is service mm-hmm. in a way. So it's all about you know what do people really try to do? What is the value they actually are you know, trying to get out of something? So um, uh, uh, you don't buy a product because you want to have the product. You buy it buy it for what it does for you, mm-hmm. and that is and that is so. That's another value, and that is very personal. So you can buy a car because you want to go from A to B. But it's also there. There's all kinds of other values attached to it, like image and um, yeah. I don't know whatever, yeah. so, uh, status and uh, you know. So I think that um, uh, those values are most important to understand, and um, and I think that this is where 
surface dominology became very interesting, at least to me, to see whether I could more merge these these two kind of um, similar kind of uh, schools of thought. And it's quite easy to merge them because it makes so much sense, except that um, uh, the difference is that, well, um, you can be very academic uh, about these things, and it's very easy to become quite academic about these things. But then what exactly do you do with it? That yeah. is, that's actually the, the biggest thing. But the mindset is clear. I, I, the mindset is about value creation. And um, anyway, you should, you should read the, the, some of the uh, the papers that um, uh, Vargo and Lush uh, released on uh, service dominant logic. Is really uh, at least for me, it, it was uh, eye opening. Oh, fantastic! Yeah, well, I'm on the site now, so I, I definitely will do that. But some of the things yeah. that you were saying, you know, I haven't read these papers, but it makes sense to me. Is that what I'm seeing? Is that it's almost like we're going back to create this. What I'm seeing is, and maybe that's because, I'm, you know, whenever you're looking for a car, you start seeing cars everywhere. But, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. but what I'm actually seeing is that there seems to be a big groundswell of particularly service-based businesses now looking at this customer journey and trying to create the value out of that service by... Yeah by being more aware of that. Are you seeing that as well in terms of just oh, oh, yeah, yeah. the adoption of yeah. this philosophy? Can you tell me what you're seeing and what you think about that? Um, I, I see a, uh, a wave. Well, first of all, we're wrong. We're, there's always a wave. There's mm. always something going on. Everything is always changing. There's always a transformation going on. I think that now uh, there 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 are a few, uh, or actually a lot of things coming together, and 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 so the the, the you know, this is where you know people start talking about a, a paradigm shift, and it's when people start talking about uh, uh, you know uh, a, a paradigm shift, and then you know some you know, there is this, or actually people talked about. Uh, the perfect storm or something, you know, the up, yeah. new economies coming, uh, you know, uh, upcoming new economies like China and, and Brazil and, and, and actually uh, and India and, and, and taking uh, also uh, Africa uh, in, its, uh, in its wake w- with them. Uh, and, uh, oh, there's so many things going on, the, the, the energy crisis, the, 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 the financial crisis, uh, you know, whatever. New technology uh, changes everything, et cetera, et cetera, whatever. So I think, there's a, I think the, the wave is, there's a really big wave we're on, and we can't really see the wave because it's too big, but we only need to see our little part. Yeah. But, but we all, but there, everyone... Well, not everyone. I mean, I mean, I mean, a lot of people in business and in, in organizations who who uh, are are um, uh, responsible for uh, keeping their business alive or in, and healthy and etc. And I think, and you know, they all feel there's something changing, something's going on, and, and it's and, and 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 they don't really know exactly what to do with it or what it will mean for them in the future. And but they know something has to change. Yeah. Um, and, and, and they're all trying different things. <clears throat> and, and so service design is one of those little, you know, little things within that bigger wave. So is design thinking. And so, so are so many other, you know, the service number logic. And then and we talk about co-creation. We talk about, um, I don't know, what, what, what else do you have? A lean startup. Uh, I don't know. There's so many, so many different kinds of uh, uh, new kind of thoughts or theories and whatever they're all the same basically in the heart they're all the same uh, and i see in so most of our clients uh so these are all big organizations big big uh, uh, uh corporates and and also governments they're all um within them there are there are people change agents which we kind of call um the the pockets of resistance basically saying that we have to change our company you know and we have to yes. make sure that you know high man, higher management is aware of this and they have to do things differently but they're actually and now there's another word that came up um, uh, recently or at least I I've got aware I'm, 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 uh, I've been aware of this word only since recently uh, um, which is called the air sandwich. 
Uh, but it made kind of sense in the sense. So you, you Google that, there's all kinds of uh, 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 people writing about the air sandwich, which is uh, basically you have top management, yes, and they they are able to think strategically, and they do. They 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 play their own game. So they they sell and buy parts of companies, and you know whatever they're doing their strategic thing. And then there's on the bottom, there's people who do the work who actually are. You know, do stuff, and then in and in between, there's nothing. There's a vacuum. Yeah. So the strategic uh, layer of the organization finds it very difficult to translate their strategic ideas into. So what do I? So so all right. So I so it's Monday morning. I I go to work. You know, I sit down behind my desk. What do I do with your strategic thoughts? How do I translate that? And and there's no one really who can. Um, um, uh, and and it's it's and so I, so there's a lot of people in this vacuum that are looking for bridging that gap basically, yeah. um, uh, and 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 these are most of the time we we find that these are our our clients, not always but most of the time they are somewhere in that vacuum trying to you know get an overview because nobody has an overview uh, because they're all in these verticals and so th- anyway so the whole structure of the and the mechanism of the organization as we know it is is uh, is dysfunctional um it it, it it the only reason why it is actually profitable at the moment is because all or every other organization is the same, the same yeah. they're all they're all just as crappy yeah. so uh, the only problem is that you can now uh, be a very tiny organization with only a few people working for you, and you can be global. <laughs> you can be huge all of a sudden on the outside. So I think it's Charles Ledbetter in this book, uh, We Think. Uh, he said, uh, I, th- I thought that was really nice. He said, um, uh, so traditional organizations are bigger on the inside than on the outside, but n- you know, n- new organizations are you know, bigger on the outside than on the inside. And I think that is very true. You don't, you can be very big on the outside and very small on the inside. And I think that is a, that's a threat for a lot of organizations. Uh, That too, and and networked organizations who can be, you know, also quickly and quick and and, and agile and and, and large and global and they can have distribution. Uh, You know, we, we at Design Thinkers Group, for instance, we have the same technology we use to connect to our groups in the other countries uh, as any other large organization with who spend millions on building their in, intranets and their or whatever uh, you know, stuff that we have them for basically for free we have it yes. you know um, this is you know uh, what 10 years well five years ago I guess it, that that was impossible really yes. um, so things are changing the nature of organization is changing um and what we see is that creativity you know uh, or the ability of creative problem solving or the ability to break away from that existing uh uh process and method and, and existing system um uh, and, and i think somehow design kind of promise has that promise of being able to uh, disrupt that and 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 take that step back and say, look, why 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 don't we do something completely different? So to be really innovative and to be really an entrepreneur and etc. So something that all big organizations kind of want and need. I think design has that promise that that it, it might be able to to do it for them. Mm-hmm. So what we see now is that a lot of organizations, as actually some years ago, a lot of organizations had create creative departments uh they had designers they had design departments and they did their own uh advertisement and pr and etc you know a long time ago and then the advertisement agencies kind of took that from them and said you know we're, we're going to be specialists in this and we're going to take that from you and we're going to do it for you uh, and, and this is where the advertisement agencies became huge mm. uh i think specifically in the, the, the 70s and 80s mm. um 
but that ter- era has gone. So now you see that creativity again goes back to the organizations and, and, and businesses are starting to train the people in creative thinking, design thinking, for instance. So like SAP, SAP is, is investing millions in, 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 in um, uh, 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 training uh, people, salespeople, or, or everyone really uh, to become a design thinker. Um, uh, 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 you know, companies like Volkswagen, they they ha- they, they start departments to, to for for service innovation and 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 are you know looking for creative people. Um, so many organizations are looking for creatives to to have them hire them, not to uh, not not as consultants. But it's part of their team. So, uh, and that is that, that's a, that's I think that's the interesting uh, part of uh, of transformation that we see that um, companies are looking to be more creative, to be more creative problem solvers, to be more agile, to be more flexible, to be more, and to reinvent the way they collaborate internally. Uh, I think, uh, but it's it's really difficult. So what do you think the role of technology has done to sort of spur that on? Like Um, you've sort of talked about how you can now, you know, be seen as being large even though you're tiny. And I agree, you know, (laughs) we can connect over Skype and we can, you know, um, take some of that creativity back just because we've got the tools to enable us to do that, which is kind of nice. But um, I just wonder from a customer's Mm. point of view, whether that constant feedback and review and just verbalising what they think is is making companies more aware of where their disconnects are in value. Yes, so I think it will make them more aware. It's not just the customers. It's actually, uh, you know, it's also that um, there is a new generation of people, actually my generation as well, who are not very comfortable working for companies uh, First of all, longer than uh, than five or six years, uh, the, the idea of, of starting a job and, and and staying there for the rest of your life is it's actually it's not a positive. It's a, it's, it's like very it's a negative. It? Yeah, it's like oh no, they, they want me to stay for the rest of my life? No. <laughs> so students, um, for instance, uh, always tell me. Um, or well, they, they don't really literally tell me because they don't know um, this is how they see work. But the, um, the, there's a young generation that, that feels that um, work and, and companies are part of uh, their their uh, personal development. Yes. So um, it's it's not the other way around. So it's it, it, the work is part of their lives. It's per, it's a personal life. So the the the, the the difference between professionals' life, your work, and your private life, like we were taught, uh, you know, that those are two completely separated things, which is nonsense, obviously. But anyway, uh, uh, but there's a younger generation that doesn't, they don't see it that way. It's work should uh, create value for them personally. Uh, it's part of their journey. Uh, and, and but business, you know, they, they're not seen like that. They're they're resource, you know, they're human resource. You know, that's what they are. They're not. They're not. Uh, you know, the, the work is not a, a, a it's not a, 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 a training for you. It's not a development program for you or something. But this is how they see it, um, and and that is why it's really difficult for for companies to uh, actually keep talent in because why would you work? Why would you put all your energy into this this big corporate that is first of all evil, um, second of all not interested in you really. They pretend to be for a little while, and they're not really interested in you. And uh, and and you can actually do cool stuff when you start your own company, which is really cool to do these days because it's called a startup. Uh, all of a sudden, uh, and it's you know it's fantastic when you when you have a startup. Uh, when I when I finished school, we didn't call it a startup. First of all, uh, um, and even in Dutch, I mean, in the Netherlands, we call it startups now. And it's very cool, but you were actually quite, you, you were somewhat of a loser when you were not, uh, uh, you know, allowed to work for a big brand or something, or you, did, you didn't get this cool job at this big company. Exactly. Um, yeah. And now you're actually the cool dude who has its, you know, I have a startup. Um, because it, 
but it's but it changed and um, and and so for, for for us as well for we at Design Thinkers Group we're 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 community uh, or we are um, collaborative and so we these are the people we we actually we we connect we work with and there's so many talented people who do not want to work for corporates they really don't want to because they hate it and they have a good reason to hate it because it's you know you have to comply there's a system. And you know, and, and and even you know, you can't be creative in a, comp- in a in a corporate culture. It's impossible. You can't be an entrepreneur. Although they will hire you, saying we are looking for you know people with uh, you know entrepreneurial skills and entrepreneurial mindset, but it's impossible because entrepreneurs will take chances and they will and w- will find it very difficult to argue argue why they make such and such decision because they just felt like it might be the right thing and they want to try 10 things to, to succeed in one. And so it's impossible uh, in, 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 in corporates at the moment. So I think this is the struggle. It's an interesting struggle. And, and so hiring creatives into, uh, I mean, I know people who, who started working as, uh, you know, creative people in big organizations and they all find it very scary because they feel like, you know, um, it's scary and frustrating too, like because because after a while they they find out that they they're not able. For instance, uh, they're in department X, and then someone else from department Y uh, wants to uh, uh, have a chat about something, and then the manager of your department says no because you know they're not paying for you because you know they have to you know they have to go through the system to be able to to, to have you spend time. On something, you know, there's all these things like why they're just across the hall. I know. <laughs> I, I, I talk to them. No, no, and it's, you know, it's it's there's there's so many reasons why these companies should be very much worried about uh, what's coming. Yeah. And uh, anyway, so so I think marketing, for instance, it, it, one thing that uh, if, you, if you if you if you think about marketing, marketing has been. Uh, a big, um, actually, um, uh, the, the 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 problem of marketing is that it's not about uh, real things. It's not about the real company. It's not about you know. It, it's actually um, uh, in, in my experience being in marketing, uh, we were the the people that kind of. Uh, uh, we were we had to um, uh, sell something, uh, but what the, the the actual proposition wasn't very good, or trustworthy, or whatever, it made no sense, or whatever, or it was exactly the same as other companies had, or something. And marketing solves those things by storytelling and by lying and by uh, you know all kind of, all the tricks in the book or outside of the book. Um, and, and and so it took away. So it, it kind of um, it, it 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 took away the original proposition, you know, to another place where where it had no connection to the real thing that was going on. But you know, as long as you kind of can kind of keep that up, and there's no real problem, and then you know, um, uh, and nobody's really, uh, uh, you know, there's no riots starting or because of the lights or there's no and everybody's doing it so we're, people are getting used to the fact that if you look at advertisements you know it's a lie because they're all lying so fine you know who, who cares um so nobody really takes marketing very serious but there's this big gap between you know reality and and um, um uh, and what the company actually uh, tells people, and so closing that gap is, is. I think that is where where service design and design thinking all sits. This is where you start saying, we we're going to do really good stuff, so you can judge us by what we do. Uh, this is what we call value creation, service, something that we actually provide you with. We're actually going to help you, uh, you know, reach a goal. We're actually going to do something. 
Uh, we're not going to just talk about it. We're going to say, this is wonderful, this is great, and I know it's a lot cheaper than anywhere else, and it's, it's going to be fine and great, and yes, uh, you know, and, and, and you're insured for everything, and if it breaks down, you know, just give us a call, we'll fix it. It never happens, but it doesn't matter, we can tell you, because it's advertisement. Uh, it doesn't matter, because we know you're not taking it seriously, so, uh, so we can say anything we want. Um, uh, actually, I, I had that argument with... Uh, uh, with a company once where I said, you know, why would you lie in advertising? It's obviously a lie. We know everybody knows it's a lie. And they said, yeah, but, you know, that's the point. We know everybody knows it's a lie, so it doesn't really matter then. But then, you know, not really taking yourself very serious then, are you? I mean, what, what game is that? What, I mean, are you, what is that? Um, <laughs> exactly. but, but if you tell the truth, uh, this, this is where the problem starts, of course. If you really tell the truth, nobody's going to buy your stuff because it, Scrappy. Um, so, really creating something wonderful. So, service, this is the difficult part. If you really, 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 really want to uh, give, um, provide people with, with good service, uh, you really have to do it. And really having to do it means that you have to organize yourself in such a way that you can do it. Yes. So, and, and so, you, can, you cannot just promise a great service. You can do that once, you know, and, and if you don't deliver, you have a problem because everybody knows straight away. We all know. We're, it's all on Twitter. And so here's technology that, uh, of course, you know, it's really important. So it, on the one hand, it, it, it helps small companies become really big uh, on the outside. It, it provides uh, an, a means for people to kind of uh, voice their uh, concerns or complaints uh, very openly, which I did anyway. So it, it's not, I don't think there's a big difference because it's just that now everybody see. So I think that when you were a, mar when you were a marketing manager uh, 10 years ago, um, you could, um, you can, you could um, uh, pretend that nothing was happening when everybody was complaining about you. But so there's not a really big, I don't think that it, it's just a big difference but it's just that it's now so in your face. Yes. So now it's kind of, you know, so you can't hide from it anymore. But we were talking about it anyway. I mean, we, 10 years ago, we, you, know, you know, word of mouth is really quickly, really fast. It spreads. Yeah. I mean, we don't need it. I really, we don't need Facebook and Twitter for it, but it helps. It's, it's, it's a good help. Anyway, so we can actually talk to these companies and say, look, it's shit. <laughs> it's whatever you're, it's no good. Uh, and then, you know, they have to answer they, they, you know, they, they've been postponing that, uh, but now you know there, there comes a time where they need to answer and say, um, yes, well, uh, okay, so you're right. So now, so now what? Um, I think that's interesting, and I think that's the, um, wherever it's going and whatever it's going to mean and whatever you know this takes us. I don't know, but it's but it's very interesting to see that 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 struggle, and because there's a struggle and because there's all kinds of questions and what does it mean and how, how do we deal with it and are corporates really going to be responsible are just are they going to stop poisoning us really seriously don't think so but if they will you know uh, how because their whole system is based on lies and 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 you know charades and 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 and, and uh, i don't i don't know what and 90 percent of the employees and i think uh, at least in europe uh, probably anywhere on the planet 90% of all employees are unhappy in their job. It doesn't sound like, I mean, that's not very healthy. I mean, so if I, I mean, I'm running a business. If I knew that 90% of my you know, people I'm working with are not happy, you know. Doesn't bode well. I don't know. It? No, but I don't want that. No. <laughs> I just don't want it. Exactly. It's not a nice place to be. No, you don't want that, but, but because my business is, I, I feel responsible for my business. I think a lot of, so responsibility and ownership of, of companies is another problem where, you know, CEOs and, uh, you know, and, and, and they're not really owning the company. They have short-term jobs and they, so they have short-term uh, plans and they have to, you know, so, so they, they, they get measured by, you know, short-term numbers and, 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 you know, quarterly figures and et cetera. And, and they, and the only thing they get measured by is, is profit and money and not value. Yes. Uh, um, uh, and, and, but they can't 
you know, they have short-term jobs. So, I mean, they're not owning the company. So they don't feel ownership. So they don't feel responsibility for, for whatever the company does. And they don't feel that they can actually, you know, change anything because they're only part of that system. And the system is, is, is stronger than an individual. Yeah. Um, uh, even, if, even if you're the CEO and even if you're a shareholder, uh, it doesn't matter. It's, you know, the system is really, really powerful and it will defend itself. So changing that system, uh, uh, you know, the best way is actually to let it collapse. And then, you know, something else will grow out of it or, you know, separate businesses will grow out of it. Yeah. Um, so, so I think that... Oh, go ahead. So I was just going to say, so can you tell us a little bit more about your company and what you do day to day with the service design element of it? Yeah, so... Um, we are um, we're called Design Thinkers Group. We st well, we started out as Design Thinkers. Uh, design Thinkers. We chose the name in a very naive and spontaneous way because we. I just you know uh, it's it's about eight years ago. I I I think I I started uh, or at least I we we started thinking about uh, starting this company. Um, we chose design thinkers at the at, at a time that I didn't really know what design thinking was, and I didn't know much about other companies doing that or IDEO or 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 you know it wasn't a buzzword. It was nothing going on at the moment. I just liked the idea that uh, as someone told me, you know, design thinking is this merger between different worlds and is this business thinking and creative thinking, and then. And there's this gray area in between, and this is what we call design thinking. And this is when I thought, ah, oh, it has a name. You know, <laughs> this is, you know, I've been doing that for such a long time. Um, uh, really, people have, gave it a name. That's fantastic. So I started um, the, the organization because of uh, I was quite aware of, um, uh, and at the time I was a creative director for uh, for for an. Um, uh, marketing and communications uh, agency, um, and I was very much aware that this this merging worlds, these these, these um, that is actually the interesting part to be. So this is the place you want to be. This is the, this gray area between all the different kind of uh, 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 you know departments or or or, 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 or expertise or whatever. So there's this 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 gray area, the, you know, where there where it could be very interesting to build bridges. To say, let's you know, see whether we can build bridges. So design thinking for us was about building bridges. So we actually said, we we usually say, you know, design thinking is is the glue between all discipline. Yes. It's sort of, it's not a, it's, it's a mindset. It's not a set of tools the way uh, IDEO and, and, and Stanford D schools and those kind of, you know, uh, uses design thinking. We, we, we say, no, that's, it's not a set of tools and not a method. It's the other way around, actually. It's a mindset. And we, it, the mindset is of being open and uh, looking at the problem first and then looking at what kind of tools or methods can we actually apply, you know, um, and not the other way around. So we're not, so also as design thinkers, as a design thinkers group, we wanted to reinvent uh, consultancy. Mm -hmm. So not saying we have our trick and we have our method and we're going to sell that trick to you and we're going to come in, we're going to take over for a while and we're going to leave you with these stacks of reports and uh, uh, PowerPoint presentations and, and confused uh, with what, what the hell you should do with it? Uh, we actually we're going to be facilitators. So we you, we're we're going to share everything uh, what we know and we learn because we work in so many different industries. We have knowledge. We're going to give you the knowledge because you have to do it yourself. You have to be able to use and actually you should be able to create your own methods and your own tools and your own way of doing. Because if you want to be innovative, you have to create something that which is unique. You have to organize yourself in another way if if you want to become if you want to, you know, if you want to uh, uh, d create some kind of uh, uh, a, a, a real difference, or you want to <coughs> want to deliver something, uh, some something really different than your competitors, you have to organize yourself different. You have to be different. How because how can you how can you 
you know, deliver something different. If you organize exactly the same way with the same people, with the same, with the same marketing adverti- and advertisement agencies, with the same, you know, ideas, how can you expect to deliver something competitive and different than your com- com- competition? It's impossible mm-hmm. because you built the same machine. You know, this the only thing that you're gonna you're gonna try to make the difference is by marketing. Saying, you know, we're gonna, you know, we're gonna create another story. You know, at, at, at Vodafone they say power, at least in Europe, power to you, and at T Mobile they I don't know what they say, something else. <laughs> but you know, but in but it's the same thing. You know, it's there's no difference. One bank or the other bank, it's the same thing. The only thing is different is that they have another slogan. Yes. But we all know that's a lie. So, you know, it's only confusing. So who cares about these things? So I think, um, uh, um, I don't know, where, where, where was I going? Basically, <laughs> just explaining design thinkers to me. As oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> getting, getting all angry with banks again. <laughs> That's all right. I think you were going in a creative tangent. Yeah. <laughs> no, but but so um, uh, okay. So 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 design design thinking as a, as being a, having a, you know the mindset of being a bridge builder. So so we started building a team of multidisciplinary uh, people. So or, or or actually, so one of my partners he has an MBA. He is a, he came from the business world. Uh, but he's a, he, he's a creative person. He has a creative mind. Uh, I have a more I have a creative background. Uh, we have people who who studied sociology, or 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 we have people who are very good in in, in data and IT. You know, it doesn't really matter what they do. It's more their personality, which is interesting, and what they take with them as as skills and you know uh, as something that really um, they're really into. That is great in the mix of, of, of things. So we're not we're not. We don't want to have all the same kind of people. We want to have really, really different kind of people yeah. in our teams. And 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 the other, uh, most importantly, wh- why we started Design Thinkers Group is because we, we we felt that we needed to create some kind of uh, platform, uh, be the brand. Uh, so the brand is the platform which which will elevate people. So elevate the individuals. So not the other way around. Uh, it's not. It's not. It's not the code, or it's not the, you know, the the the, the bubble that's around them. It's actually. It, it should be the uh, the platform. So we started creating teams uh, in other countries, which became uh, well. It was a very natural process because we met people. We we we're networkers. We start networks, and people said, "Can I join?" Yes, you can join. It's all based on trust. It's not nothing else. Uh, so we we started uh, creating teams in in Brazil and Chile and US and UK. Um, um, we're working in, uh, on a team in China and Australia now. Actually, um, we are uh, also um, uh, uh, we also connect to to other uh, companies um, as and they are then partner companies. So in Israel and Singapore, we have uh, two companies who call themselves Design Thinkers Group Partner Company. Just to kind of uh, use that energy uh, of all these individuals and, and these entrepreneurs, and uh, and not saying, uh, okay, so we have this big stack of rules now you have to uh, comply to. And no, it's actually it's 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 a way to elevate these professionals. And because we felt that it's great to be um, as open as possible, to be experimental, to change, to to practice what we preach mostly. But also because it, uh, and I think the first reason, which is uh, is probably the most important reason, but in in most businesses, a very silly reason, is actually we really felt that it would make us very happy uh, to work with a lot of cool people and do cool projects, and 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 to meet a lot of new people, and to you know, so it's also a way of um, uh, uh, creating an organization I really want to work in. And I really, really, really want to be with um, uh, because, uh, in you know, in the end, the, uh, our clients uh, benefit from that yeah. because we're very, very much engaged into it, and we really care, um, and we really care that we deliver great stuff because this this company is, is it's not just a company; it's it's, it's family. You know, it's it's more than that. So we really care about it. So I think in the end, it it it, it makes a uh, a difference. And we organize ourselves again. Practice what you preach. 
we organize ourselves in a network, in a collaborative, which, again, will create other kinds of uh, uh, results than, uh, than our uh, 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 com competition. And uh, we see ourselves as well as sort of in between worlds because we sometimes we're creative, we're designers, and then all of a sudden we're business consultants. And, you know, we're, we're floating all over the place. We, we get invited to competitions or, or pitches in organizations, and sometimes we compete with business consultancies, and sometimes we compete with I don't know, design agencies or service design agencies, or I don't know, it's, it's, it's really interesting. And, but most of the time we don't, we get our projects just because we have a, a good relationship with, the, with, uh, with our customers and, uh, and, um, and now we're actually, um, we just started Design Thinkers Academy because we felt that being um, uh, seen as a consultancy or as an agency uh, also kind of made it somewhat, well, it kind of brought back a lot of memories of being uh, in a uh, marketing and an advertisement agency and a communications agency where there was a lot of competition between the agencies and you, and you start selling yourself again. Um, and this is something we really want to, we don't want to do. So we, we said, let's start Design Thinkers Academy. So it makes it very clear that we, we coach and we teach and we share. And it's about creating uh, 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 knowledge and then sharing knowledge, et cetera, et cetera. So, so this is why we started Design Thinkers Academy. Um, and we and just actually last week, we, we did the website is online, still in beta. So if you look at designthinkersacademy.com, Okay. You'll see the, the the beta version of the the website, uh, and because it allows us to collaborate more than we we did, because all of a sudden, you know, we we now we're we're also uh, we're going to uh, use it as a platform to also for other agencies. So so other people who, as an agency, you can see them as as as, as a comp competition, but as an academy, they're not. There are people with great knowledge, and they're fantastic people, and, and, and we can give them a platform, and we can help them spread you know, their knowledge. So this is why, what we're doing now. So we're kind of moving into that, uh, that direction. Um, well, that's really um, inspirational because at the end of the day, it's, a, it's the viewpoint you put on it, isn't it? I mean, I just think that you know, that's inspirational because it is, it is actually... I like to say eating your own dog food. You know, you really yeah, yeah. are. You really are sort of living that. Well, let's be collaborative and share best practices and knowledges, <laughs> and and you know, it it comes from a really good place. I just had two final questions because I'm conscious of time. One was I watched a little YouTube you did, and you said um, that you learned most by doing, which I thought was really interesting. That the actual art of doing for you is important and and yeah, I really yeah. liked that because I have this argument with a a lifeline I call him after Keith Ferrazzi's book Who's Got Your Back. I don't know if you've ever read that but it, it's no, I haven't read it but it's uh it's, it's, it's sort of it's like, it's on my stack of books, yes. <laughs> yeah, it's nice because it is this collaborative thing. But we have this yeah, yeah. argument about, you know, I say just do it and then you know he thinks about it a lot. And I think by the time, you know, I mightn't have done it properly the first time, but boy I've learned a lot by doing it. And I just wanted your take on that because I think a lot of this yeah. philosophy is that. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah. So I think that um, um, I think you have different kind of people. I, I mean, different kind of people, and people learn um, in a different, you know, different in different ways. Probably, uh, so it's very difficult to say because I only know my own way of learning in my own, you know, I can only look through my own eyes, really. But, um, you know, it's, it, it's very basic, really. It, it, you, you know, I always say that you can, uh, you know, being Dutch, uh, I always compare it to riding a bicycle. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, uh, but if you, you, you know, you, you can study riding a bicycle, you can, you can do your PhD on riding a bicycle, you know, you can stand on the side of the road and watch people ride bicycles for days and days and days and days and days. And you know everything about bicycles and history of bicycles and, you know, the future of bicycles and whatever, you know. And then you get on the bicycle the first time, you'll fall down. 
There, you know, there is no <laughs> other way. You're going to fall down. And so you, you know, and then you start learning how to actually drive, ride the bicycle. So I, I, I don't say there's no value in understanding the bicycle from an academic point of view. I don't say that, that it's, not, it's probably going to be a very fascinating, uh, you know, paper you're going to write. But, <laughs> uh, but, you know, but it doesn't mean you can ride the bicycle. So I think that is, uh, you know, another, and another very Dutch thing, my, I always, uh, when it's winter, we do, we do a lot of ice skating. Um, and uh, uh, so uh, the other, you know, it was actually last winter, um, my my daughter she's uh, she's now six and uh, she wanted to uh, uh, go ice skating and she uh, it was the first time she with 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 uh, with, uh, with the real um, skates on <laughs> and I I remember that I was standing there with her and I I knew and I, I had her uh, very tight uh, I, I held her like uh, so so pushing her a little bit forward like, so showing no you have to do this and I knew that I if I let her go she would fall down and I and in my mind because it's your, you know when you have kids you, you always see this the you know the worst thing that possible could happen that's you know you're scared of so I I, I so letting her go would mean that she would fall behind you know to, with her face on the, the ice or with her head on the ice or something so I was afraid to go and then I thought yeah but she's never going to learn you know if I'm not letting her go it's impossible for her to learn <laughs> so I let her go and she went boom <laughs> so, <laughs> and so my wife said what did you do I said no I, I she has to do it try it and, but she did try it wasn't didn't, didn't hurt her at all so yeah. she got up and you know in five minutes time she was you know she was skating and uh if I if I would have held her, uh, you know, she would not never she wouldn't do, be able to. Now it's impossible. So we would nobody would be able to to learn these things. So I think that is that is um, so learning but doing. It's 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 you know it, it it's it's an, it's something that is really really fundamentally human. Uh, it's also some a way of learning really quickly uh, and to create uh, an environment. Uh, for people and space and time, basically to 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 learn by doing uh, is 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 something that we are. Uh, uh, so so, for instance, I think the academy is all about that. It's all about creating space and time for people to actually learn by doing. So because it means you have to be able to fall down yes. because you cannot. How how can you you know you cannot ex- expect people to create something or or be really good at something or if they cannot make mistakes, it's impossible because they need to find the boundaries and they have to find their balance. Like if I go too far, oh, then I fall. Okay, so your body will learn. It will, you know, it's, it's really clever. Uh, but you have to allow it. So re- letting people go, you know, uh, is, is very scary. So letting your kid go is really scary. But having kids and, 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 and you know, it's all about letting go. Yes, uh, and, and and there's no difference between that and 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 having uh, running a company and having people in your organization, and expecting all kinds of stuff from them, and and, and uh, if you if you have to let them go, so doing things uh, on 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 multiple levels, all kinds of levels, uh, and learning by it, and being allowed to do it, and being allowed to learn from it, that is so important. Um, so I think, so for us, um, we. You know, we're somewhat, you know, we really quite a prototyping company when it comes to ourselves. So we, we, we do a lot of stuff. So, um, so for instance, Design Thinkers Academy is also started, you know, we, we had a lot of kind of prototypes, <clears throat> not consciously uh, to kind of, you know, now have the academy. But if I think about it, we did a lot of other things that kind of look like it, but yeah. failed. Uh, we did master classes. We did all kinds of stuff. And 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 looking back at it, oh, this is where we learn these things. And that that is why now we kind of kind of have what we have because uh, we learned. You know, um, uh, because we we did all these things. And there's so many things we tried and launched and and, and you know and technology. This is again going back to technology uh, helped you to kind of launch things, you know, like you have a logo, you have a website, you know, you have some content, you have a company. You exactly. Know? <laughs> That's like quick. It's as easy as that. Yes. 
you know, you can have, you have, you can have a, you can have a global company in a week, you know. <laughs> it's exactly. Like, you know. That's our, that's our goal. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's fantastic. So it doesn't mean that you're going to survive next year. No. But, but you can make that, you can make that start and it, and it's really cool. And it really helps uh, if you get that, because, you know, a lot of young people, I, I think, or a lot, a lot of people actually will find it very difficult to say, yeah, you have to learn by doing it, but where do I start? <clears throat> where do I do? I, I want to do. <laughs> what do I do? You know, where, where do I do? But if, so if you if kind of find that little, there's, a, there's a, something that kind of has to, um, you know, uh, the penny drops at, and somehow, some, there will be a moment that, like, okay, this is, I can just do things. Ah, I can just, you know, and, and usually it's because you have a group of people that, that kind of help each other, you know, there's, there's a person that is really good at graphic design or something, somebody knows websites and uh, someone else can write really well, you have a company, <laughs> you know, <laughs> boom, it goes there. And it can fail, but you will see that next year or in 10 years time, you'll look back at it and say, ah, this is actually when we started that, you know. And I and I I started Design Thinkers the way I or the way I work now because when I was uh, I you know I can trace the, the way we work back to when I was fifteen and started a, ba a band. I, I started a group of friends and we started doing things and creating music. You know, we wanted to write our own music and and I started leading this this band. And now I'm thinking back. I think this is where I learned so much. You know about people and, and motivation and, and, and getting people together and practicing and, and, and quality and, and failing miserably and you know and et cetera et cetera and and I think um, uh, I think that is uh, uh, so it's not just it's important that you know you learn skills in all kinds of different ways but you learn by learn by doing yeah uh, and so um, you know it's it's uh, so. Um, and it's if you if you if you feel that uh, because it's a scary thing because it also means you have to do things. So if you're in, especially if you're in an environment where you're not allowed to, but even if you are, if you you know you have your own company and you you you, you know we, we restrict ourselves because we we were scared of being judged uh, by others, and 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 you will be judged by others because you know people will kill you on Twitter if you do something wrong. For instance, and it happens to me every now and then that somebody says, "Dot, so stupid," you know that. But you know, uh, fine. Uh, but if you are, if you allow yourself to be vulnerable and be be open about that, and it's actually quite appealing to a lot of people that that you you are, uh, you know, you sh you know you are your you know who you are, and you 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 share stuff. And yes, it can be wrong, but you know, um, I think being vulnerable and and slightly naive, purposely. Uh, <laughs> are very good good things to kind of nurture uh yes uh, experiment of being open or being i i you know there's this other thing that um a lot of people in the service design community that's why i i, I found it such a positive and and uh, inspirational community somehow and it, and you know if, if i compare this to uh for instance marketing community or advertisement communities uh uh, the service design community, uh, uh, a lot of these people in the community feel that they want to change the world. Yeah. And that is actually quite strange <laughs> because it's, I mean, it's really nice. Uh, and, I, you know, I want to change the world. I want to make a difference, even small. Okay, you can change the world in a very small way. And we, always, oh, we all do anyway, but still in a positive way. Um, but I've never heard anybody say that in marketing or in, 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 in advertisement or nobody really thinks about these things. And in service design, most people are, you know, really into trying to be, uh, make a difference uh, to people's, people's yeah. lives. Yeah. yeah. And, and so I think this is what we all share. We all want to make a difference and we feel that creativity and Honesty and trust and, and openness and being yourself and, and being able to explore and experiment and, and be very um, uh, human or people-centered, working on, you know, not just, not, not customer-centric, but people-centric uh, about, because it's, you know, and, and I think that is something we all share and that is something we, we feel that inspires us uh, to move on and, um, yeah, I think that's it. Oh, great. Well, thank you.
Hey, thanks for taking the time out of your busy day to listen to this podcast. For more great marketing tips, go to Dan's blog at www.daniellemcginnis.com and sign up for her marketing tips or visit her website at www.mcginnismarketing.com.au. Catch you next time.